Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is Saturday, June 12th, and we are back for another episode of Brewed Bets, where the coffee is strong and the bets are stronger. We are actually not only back and better than ever, we are live and better than ever. Um, Like you can see now, we don't have two screens this weekend like we normally do. If you're watching on Facebook Live or if you're here in person, you know the deal. JT and I are in person together for the first time ever. We met in October of 2020, and we've been doing podcasts together for, that. what is that, eight months now? A little bit of technical difficulties. But, Starting uh, early. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's eight, nine months so far, and first time being here in Chesapeake. Absolutely. And he's on his way down to the Outer Banks. So for us, that's just a day trip here. Uh, for him, that's a week-long treat of a vacation. But we're glad to have him. And yeah, like you saw, technical difficulties, just because we're not doing it from home does not mean we're perfect by any means. So we appreciate you being here. Shout out to Pale Horse Coffee. That is where we are live from. They've been our sponsor since day one. I'm sitting here. And as we start every Saturday, JT, we talk about what we're drinking. And this is special because today we had the full menu at our disposal. So what did you go with? Because it was a mouthful. Uh, yeah, I got talked into a butterscotch cinnamon latte. Um, I went up and looked and saw it was on the menu. And anything that's a specialty on a menu, I'm going to get immediately. You have to, right? Yeah. You figure if they've gone through the um, if they've gone through the process of picking it and writing it on a board to throw right in your face, it's got to be for a good reason. Yeah, it's great marketing because you, you suck me in every time. <laughs> That's it. And I had a sip of that butterscotch cinnamon bread raisin rum latte that you're drinking, and it was really good. I loved the foam on top. It was a perfect amount, not too heavy. Um, I went with a blueberry um special ops i believe is what it was called one of their specialty uh, roasts there put a little bit of a french vanilla creamer in and um i gotta tell you it's hard for my wife and i to agree on a coffee because i typically like the earthier darker more robust um but even she liked it and that's that's saying something that's universal goodness right there oh yeah i, I mean i taste it as well i'll, I'll drink anything blueberry so uh, i think i might have to pick some of that up and take it home because uh, i need some more coffee beans from here i officially ran out of the pale horse coffee beans so I'm, i'll be picking up plenty more to take home with me absolutely so we show up and we leave spending money that's what we like to see but if we're going to be spending money that means we got to make money so we'll get into it a little bit uh we'll start like we always do with the three two one that's where i give you three good bets two locks and one upset for the weekend um, I'm going to start with Oakland versus Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to take Oakland on the money line, um, even though it's at Kansas City. Um, I, I've got some details there that I think will change some, uh, some people's opinions. So I'm going Oakland money line versus Kansas City. I'm going to take Tampa Bay, given the run and a half against Baltimore. We'll jump into that. Uh, Utah Jazz, got to throw some NBA out there. We're in the playoffs now. So I'm going to take the Jazz getting four and a half against the Clippers. I'm going to go with the Cubs. Rivalry. I always like to bet on rivalries. It's always fun to have a side when two rivalries are going. So um, I'm going to take the money line on the Cubs there. I'm going to take the White Sox money line against Detroit. And I'm going to take Toronto getting a run, a run and a half against Boston. As always, we'll jump into that in a second, but we'll throw it to JT for his best bets. Hey. For anybody that's been watching on Facebook, you know that I've been struggling, but uh, mightily, I'm going four good picks today. Uh, I've got the Pirates and the Brewers, my my Buckos. Uh, they're going up against the Brewers, and I'm taking the under seven and a half. Not a lot of runs scored there. Uh, second baseball game today is Giants money line going up against the Nationals, 
And then tomorrow on Sunday, I've got the Nets minus two against the Bucks and the Angels Diamondbacks over. The, that total is not out yet, but I'm going to, whatever it's at, I'm going over and I'll get into why later. Okay. A lot of picks there. And again, a we, another weekend where we don't have an overlapping bet. Yeah. I think we sure. went like the first. So this is the 15th episode of Brood Bets. One five. And I think last week was the first week we did not have the same pick. Either some sort of agreement or some sort of disagreement. <laughs> We've gone a couple different ways. And that's always, we love to see it. It's always good when two hosts have the same bet, but it's even better when you get a plethora of different bets and we're not double dipping. So let's jump back to the three, two, one, and we'll break down why I like what I like and what's making me pick that. So let's start with Oakland, the money line versus Kansas City. Not many know the name James Caprillion. Uh, but he's pitched very well in his first full season. He's a rookie. has his first full season. In his 26 innings on the mound, he has an ERA of 3.08. Not bad for the first year in the big leagues. Uh, in his first start against the Mariners, he went seven innings, allowed two hits and no ones with four Ks. I like that. He does have minor control issues and because he, he has a walk percentage of 10.7. But... The Kansas City Royals take the third least amount of walks in the MLB. So you take that one flaw of his away, and he's a really good pitcher. Yeah. And I think that the bullpen, their athletic, the Athletics bullpen has the fifth best ERA and the third best whip in the last seven days. So they should be able to hang on to a lead if Caprillian gets out, mm -hmm. and I think he will, um, just because Kansas City swings at everything that gets thrown at them. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's either a home run or a strike out there. So it's it. It's uh, you're you're pretty good in that bet. Are they the, are they the Yankees this year? Uh, I mean, I think the Yankees are still the Yankees, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the Royals are right there with them. Okay, so then we're going to switch over there. So that's Oakland money line. Uh, Tampa Bay minus one and a half against Baltimore, and this comes down to who's pitching for Baltimore, and that's Jorge Lopez. April was a bad month for him. He had a 7.48 ERA and a 1.43 whip in five starts. He's not throwing his curveball for a strike, which is an important pitch for him. It's his That's his I'm up in the count pitch, um, and he's not throwing it. He did have a 3.6 ERA in May, so he cut it almost in half, but he continues to have a hard hit rate of 42.6%, and his barrel rate is 10, which is the second highest in his entire career. Look at you coming with barrel rate stats. Barrel rates. You like that? Yeah. I pulled my inner JT. Um, but yeah, so he's been trying to incorporate his changeup a little bit more, but his walk rate is 10.2%. None of that lines up well. We said it at the end of the year. If Baltimore was ever going to beat the Vegas over-under win line of 62.5, it was going to be from the surprising power of their offense, but they have not been outscoring people lately. Um, so for the reasons of that and also Jorge Lopez on the mound, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, and I'm going to give the run and a half, and I'm going to take some value there on that pick and roll with the Rays. NBA playoff time. Throw it right there in the middle before we get there. I'm going to take the Jazz plus four and a half versus the Clippers. Donovan Mitchell is absolutely untouchable right now. Mm -hmm. You cannot stop Donovan Mitchell if you wanted to. Uh, he's He's been leading the Jazz. They've also got the Defensive Player of the Year in Rudy Gobert, but this comes down to role players for me. When I watch the game, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Bohan Bogdanovich are far superior to Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, and Nick Batum. Los Angeles also lost three of their four home games in the last series that went seven that they had to squeak out. So as much as it sucks to say that there's a team that might go three or go down three games in the second round of the playoffs because you typically don't see it, I'm taking it. 
I, I think a lot of people underestimated how good the Jazz were. They, they won the West, but then everybody, they've been underdogs in both series just because people don't believe in them because it's the Utah Jazz. But I agree with you. There's too many weapons there. The Clippers just don't have enough. The Jazz are going to win easily. Yeah, I like that. And look, give me all the confidence, JT. <laughs> If this was a weekday, I would love it. I don't know if I like you agreeing with me on the weekend because we got a bad, we've got a bad track record. I'm turning it around here. I'm on vacation time now. I'm gonna get some winners. I love it. All right, so that takes me to those are my three good bets. All right. It's gambling, so it's up or it's up <laughs> or down. However, these are locks. These are the take it to the bank locks. These are your winners today. Let's start with the Chicago Cubs money line against the St. Louis Cardinals. It's a rivalry game. We know it's a rivalry game. It's always been one of the best rivalries in baseball, in my opinion. Second to the Subway Series. I love the Mets and the Yankees because it's too. I feel like the Subway Series divides the types of New Yorkers, mm -hmm. right? The, the people that like the Mets typically also like the Jets, and the people that like the Yankees typically also like the Giants. Yeah. And it's a different New Yorker. There's a specific name for the Yank fans, but I won't say it here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep this PG. We're in a family establishment. So St. Louis suffered another tough loss yesterday. Uh, they were winning 5-1 to one at one point, but ended up losing 8-5. to five. Unfortunately, uh, they just don't have the winning instinct this season. That's what I'm seeing. This is 100% eye test. Um, one positive for the Cardinals is that Nolan Arenado is setting, settling in. Um, on the downside, though, Paul Goldschmidt is not aging as gracefully. That's how I'm going to say it. He's no, not aging as gracefully no. as the Cardinals would have hoped that he would. That's being nice because I took the Cardinals to win the NL. Or I picked them to win the National League at the beginning of the year because mm -hmm. I thought Arenado and Goldschmidt together would be amazing. And he... He is showing his age. Yeah. So that's not good. On paper, that looked like a good duo to have. And unfortunately, they're both struggling. And in order for them to get this win, they're going to need both of them to play well. And I know you can look at that and say, hey, BJ, slow your roll. Kyle Hendricks is on the mound and he's struggling this year. That is absolutely true. But he is 6-1 and one over his last seven starts against St. Louis, including a win over them just this past May on the 21st. Mm -hmm. Kyle Hendricks owns the St. Louis Cardinals. So I'm taking the Cubs on the money line, and I'm going to lock that up. My other lock is going to be the White Sox. They're going up against Detroit. They should feel good about their chances on Saturday against the Tigers because Dylan Cease is pitching. Uh, Cease has absolutely dominated the Tigers throughout his entire career, JT. He's tossed seven shutout innings with 10 strikeouts against them just last Sunday. He's made seven career starts against Detroit, and he's won all of them. He is 7-0 and with a 1.9 ERA and has not allowed a run against them in two starts this season. Those are his stats against the White Sox alone. 7-0 with a 1.9 ERA, and he has yet to allow a run against them in two starts this year. So I'm rolling with Dylan Cease, and I'm taking the White Sox money line, and I'm going to lock that up. And then we, like the, we always like the upsets, right? The value picks. Where can we find a plausible winner that gives us better odds than having to lay some juice, right? I'm going to find that today in the underdog Toronto Blue Jays traveling to Fenway, trying to take on the Red Sox. And this is going to be, in my opinion, 100% a pitching duel between Nick Pavetta and Steven Matz. Even all the way down to the bullpens, I believe this is going to be a pitching duel. Yes. So a couple stats here. The last time these two teams played, these two pitchers matched up again, and it was an absolute field day. The final score was a Red Sox 8-7 to win. 
but that was not a good that was not an indicative outing for either one of those pitchers that would say that's what's going to happen again. You look at those two pitchers, Pavetta and Mats, and you say they've got good stuff. And not neither one of these teams are going to boast, in my opinion, a very robust offense. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't take much to have a good pitching outing against <laughs> these two teams. And both of these pitchers, I think, can have good outings against any lineup in baseball. And again, the bullpens for both these teams are very strong. So I like all the way from first pitch to the end of the bullpen. I like it, but I like Toronto's I like Toronto's ability and both teams really to keep this as a one-run game. I do think Boston wins, but I like that 8-7, that one-run game and with yeah. that extra half of a run, off we go. So I'm going to take we were saying goodbye to the owners there, Gray and his wife. They just left Pale Horse. And this is what listen, when we go live, this is the kind of stuff we deal with. I'm getting notes passed to me. I've got refills coming. I love a live atmosphere. We should find a way to You're going to have to move. I I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. So my first experience here is in a torrential downpour, but uh, Welcome I, to Virginia. I, I think I could uh, deal with living this close to the beach. Uh, I'd, I'd be all right with that life. So that was my upset pick for today, JT. I like the bullpens and the starting pitching to make this Boston-Toronto Blue Jays game a one-run game. And I love, love, love Toronto getting an extra half a run in that. Yeah, I, I like anytime Steven Matz is on the mound, and I, I think that the Red Sox lineup is struggling a little bit, so I could see the Blue Jays just winning straight up. So that uh, plus the one and a half, uh, that's pretty good. So I, I, I like your picks there. So there there we go. We'll, we'll break that back down again. Oakland money line, Tampa Bay minus one and a half against Baltimore. Utah plus four and a half at Clippers. Cubs money line, White Sox money line, and Toronto getting a run and a half at Fenway. JT... Let's talk about your four best bets today and tell me what you got going on. So I got two picks today. And then actually, while you were talking, you kind of convinced me of something that I, I have another pick for tomorrow's games. So I'll get then into that at the end. But to start off today, my buckos, they stink. They're going up against the Brewers. And uh, Corbin Burns is on the mound for the Brewers. Mm -hmm. He's one of the top 10 pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, I just don't see him giving up more than one or two runs. Well, where was the stat here? Um, he has not given up more than one run. Oh, and he's only given up more than one run three times this year. The Buccos lineup is not good. They're 29th in the whole league out of 30. So for that reason, and then Chad Cool's going for the Pirates. He's not a bad pitcher, but he's not a great pitcher either. He's going to give you five or six innings, two or three earned runs. You know that you, that's what you're going to get from him. So if the Brewers get two or three, the Buccos don't get any. Uh, I'm easily sitting at the under there. Can I tell you a secret? What's that? And I don't know if this is going to discredit me in the eyes of, well, anybody. But that was almost my upset special of the day. Really? Something about everything lining up against Pittsburgh makes me feel like this is the exact kind of game Pittsburgh would win. So I... I think that they could win this game, but if they do, it's going to be the type of like 3-2. Like it, they're going to just find a way to squeak a couple runs out and uh, it, Corbin Burns is going to pitch well no matter what. And yeah. the, the Pirates would just escape maybe scoring one or two runs against the bullpen. So I think that's where they could possibly win this game. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you there, but either way it's going to stay under seven and a half. Yeah, and I like that you went the under and you went with the run line because it, it opens up the possibility that 
they win and it doesn't hurt you and yep. you can still be happy. It, it, nothing is worse in gambling than betting against your team because you know your team and then your team wins that day. Yeah. You hate them. <laughs> I, I mean, that's pretty much my existence as a Pirates fan. They, they, every time I go to bet on them or against them, then they, they pull out some crazy walk-off 10th inning uh, home run from uh, from the catcher. I know that happened to me. That's a very specific moment because Jacob Stallings has done that twice to me this year. So <laughs> I, I love him, but he doesn't need to do that when I'm betting against them. Love it. All right, so let's go to the next one. You're taking the Giants and the money line. Yes, this is simple. Uh, Kevin Gosman is on the mound. He is 7-0 and this year with a 1.27 ERA. He has not given up a run in four straight starts. He's going up against the – I lost it here. Um, they're going up against the Nationals. The, Na- the Nationals just have not been good. They're last in the NL East. So mm. I think it's just a great pitcher uh, just continuing to be great. And the Giants, the, the whole reason they're in first place in the NL West is because of their pitching. So I, I'm going to roll with Gosman, and they're going to get another win to take another uh, another game lead in that division. Okay. So then, so then I'm jumping over to Sunday. We talked about this series a couple times. Nets, Bucks. I said my bold pick for this series is that it's going to be over in five. Everybody thought this game would go six or seven. The Bucks mm. would give them a test. I think it showed that the Nets came out and dominated games one and two. And the only reason the Bucks got that win in the last game is because the Nets shot the worst they have in a long time, possibly in the history of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, 36.4% uh, from the field as a team. Uh, 20, 25% from three. Which uh, is weird with Joe Harris on the team shooting 60%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe Harris, you have Kevin Durant that can shoot. Kyrie can shoot. They, they had one of their worst games of the season, actually the lowest point total of the season, only the fifth time all year they scored under 100. Mm. I don't see that happening. They're going to get back on track. I don't know if Harden's playing, but I, I don't think he is. But either way, I think the, the guys get back rolling and uh, the Nets take that one. What do you think? I like it. And look, I like this pick because it triggers something I want to talk about. And it, it's not gambling related, so this will be a deeper conversation on another podcast. But just real quick, I feel like this series in particular – has exposed Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think that what I'm starting to see is that he's not, he does not have a, a repertoire. No. He's got size and he's got freak athleticism. He does not have any handles. He doesn't have any moves. He has, I'm long, I'm lengthy, and if I can get by you, I'll score. He, he's exactly who everyone thought he was going to be when he was not taken as a lottery pick. Right. Yeah, I believe he was drafted 17th overall. He has the length. He has he can dribble a little bit, but he can't really. Uh, he doesn't have a, like great moves that can get past people. Right. He, he doesn't have a jump shot. And, like I, I think the praise on him as being like the next top guy in the NBA was a little premature. And I think that he's just going to be a role guy the, the next couple of years. That uh, like I think he he needs to go play with another superstar. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he can't be the guy that holds it. And now I understand why Kevin Durant got so upset when. Jay Williams compared him to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. That's a whole other thing. Maybe next Friday on our freestyle, we'll talk about that. But I like that's my pick there. Um, or that that was my thought on the Nets minus two. I like the pick. Um, I saw a very angry James Harden on the sidelines. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for You know what? If I said over under 41 and a half points for James Harden tonight, what are you taking? Ooh, uh, I'm still going to go under just because there's so many guys that can score. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I think he's going to come back. If he plays on Sunday, I think that he's going to have a big game, just may, maybe not that high. Okay. 
All right. So if I said I'm trying to I'm trying to find the number, thirty seven and a half, over under. I'm thinking if it got down to thirty five and a half, I'd go over. You'd go over. Yeah. Okay. So you can see thirty six, but not more. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. Get a little teaser for you, Vegas. If you're <laughs> listening, there's your line, baby. All right. You've got one more here, and it's a run line, and it's. A very easy one to understand why, but you go ahead and explain it. Uh, the Angels, one of the hottest teams in baseball. They score a lot of runs. They are That was the sound of the home run ball. Uh, yes, <laughs> just home run after home run. Shohei Otani is just so much fun to watch. Uh, on the mound or at bat, he, he just does so many things. Are we back on the Shohei Otani train? Yes. We're back on? Uh, 100%. He I, had the injury plague season and couldn't really recover. He forced back too soon. Yeah, I was. I never left. I, I, I'm the one that's always been on that train. But, You've been uh, driving it? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I've been driving the train, but uh, so you got the the Angels are hot even without Mike Trout. The Diamondbacks can put up a couple runs, so if they get to two or three, then probably all I need is like six from the Angels, and they, mm-hmm. they do that on a nightly basis. So I like that, and then I'm throwing in one extra pick that I did not come here with. Okay, tomorrow. I am taking the White Sox money line against the Tigers. You talked about Dylan Cease, and I love I-, I love him as a pitcher, but. We have a White Sox lineup going up against a lefty tomorrow. Uh oh, they are 30, 35 and four against left-handed against pitchers. Against left-handed hitters in their last thirty-nine games. I forgot about that stat. And then when when you were talking about the White Sox, I was like, I wonder who's pitching right. for the Tigers. So on Sunday, take the White Sox even minus one and a half because they just beat they destroy left-handed pitching. So they that's going to be my little bonus pick for the week. And see, that's what we bring here on Brood Bets. The coffee is strong, but the picks are stronger. Anyone can sit here and say, hey, this team's better than this team, or hey, this guy pitches better than this guy. But we're coming at you and th- letting you know that the Chicago White Sox are 34-5 and in their last 39 games against left-handed pitchers. That means if you listen to us and you just place a bet on the White Sox, Every time they make a left-handed pitcher, you will have won 34 out of 39 bets. And if that's not taking it to the bank, I don't know what is. I, I don't know. You just gotta uh, gotta trust it. it. You're gonna lose every once in a while. I think I think they lost to a lefty either last week or the week before. But I mean, the train just keeps rolling. Right. You're, you're gonna get back on the winning side of things eventually, and uh, I think that's gonna be a big win. Of course, the downside of brood bets is now that we've highlighted that stat. They're not going to lose. They're not going to win against another left-hander for the rest of the year. So <laughs> that's my luck. That, that's how things have been going here on weekends. But we're here to turn it around. I, I think uh, a nice trip to Pale Horse and then to the beach. I think that's going to turn my spirits around. I think so too. I've got a good feeling about this weekend. Good vibes only on a rainy Saturday. <laughs> hey, if rain on a wedding day is good luck, then rain on podcast day is good luck. Exactly. Right. Not saying that I love this more than my wife. Hey, baby. Um, but I think that we can apply the same karma. So just real quick, we'll go ahead and recap the 3-2-1 Oakland Moneyline versus Kansas City Royals. Tampa Bay minus a run and a half versus Baltimore. The Utah Jazz. <laughs> oh, we got some fan interaction there. Joe Leach says easy on Giannis. He's got some, or Giannis, he's got some jerseys he need to sell. You're never going to get the value back, baby. I'm sorry about that. But so Oakland Moneyline versus Kansas City. Tampa Bay minus one and a half versus Baltimore Orioles. The Utah Jazz plus four and a half against the Clippers. My two locks. Take this to the bank. Cubs money line versus the Cardinals and the White Sox money line versus Detroit Saturday. Don't get that confused with JT's Sunday bet. Saturday is the lock for me. And the upset, I'm going to get 
the Toronto Blue Jays getting a run and a half against the Boston Red Sox, even though it's at Fenway. And for some reason, it's hard to win in Fenway. I think the, I think the Blue Jays get it done today. And that's going to be the 3-2-1. JT's best bets, he's taking the Pirates and the Brewers to stay under seven and a half runs. He's taking the money line with the Giants baseball. He's going the Nets minus two, which is a Sunday night game as well. And he's doing the Angels Diamondbacks on the over. Did we miss anything? And the yeah, White Sox. Just the White Sox. They got on Sunday money line against Detroit. Or you're actually going to take the run line. Um, yeah, give me the run line. You want to do the run line for yep. the bigger value? So that's probably going to be the White Sox minus a run and a half. So we're going to take that against Detroit Sunday. So we got two bets on the White Sox, one today for a money line and one tomorrow for the run line. So make sure you understand that part of it there. So let's talk a little bit about our sponsors. We're sitting here inside Pale Horse Coffee. They've been with us since we started this show. We've been doing it for 15 weeks, so that would take us back to uh, February. February. Right yeah, around yeah. Super Bowl time. It was, uh, I believe, conference championships for basketball. It was. You're absolutely right. It was conference championship weekend. Pale Horse Coffee has is owned by veteran-owned, and they spent a good amount of their lives serving the country and now they're serving us coffee and one of the things that makes them unique is their air roasting process mm -hmm. and we were just here jt and i were able to get a tour thank you gray shout out to to gray of, at pale horse for uh, giving us the tour they air roast their beans so there's basically two methods the traditional method of roasting is conduction and convection Convection applies the heat. Conduction is when the beans are roasting and, and moving against each other, creating their own heat. The problem with that is that when the beans are conducted, they release a gas. And if you use the traditional roasting method with conduction and convection, the gas stays in the bean and can kind of, kind of give the bean a weird roast, give it a weird chemically taste. When you air roast it, the convection or the conduction is taken completely out and it allows the gas and the toxins to escape and you get a cleaner, much purer roast on the beans. And if you think that that's an easy process, it's not. 1% of roasters in the world own the air roasting processor that is sitting inside Pale Horse Coffee in Chesapeake, Virginia. 1% in the world. Right, We got the rundown. It's about a $50,000 machine, but it will air roast 36 pounds of coffee in eight minutes. Uh, which is insane. Uh, that, that, that is a crazy uh, uh, crazy number. I would have expected much longer. Because I, I, yeah. the, uh, the drum process is a lot. It's, it's hours that it takes. So that, that's very impressive uh, that they can do that that quick. Yeah, it is. And I'm telling you, if y'all have not had Pale Horse Coffee, go online. Go on Instagram at Pale Horse Coffee, at Twitter at Pale Horse Coffee HQ, on Facebook they're at Pale Horse Coffee. Just Google Pale Horse Coffee. They just did a interview with Fox News. They did an interview with Fox News. I shared that to our social media page. They're getting a lot of love for what they're doing. But I'm telling you right now, if you are into coffee, you will appreciate and immediately recognize the distinct difference in the coffee. The second it touches your lips, I choose to go whole bean and grind it fresh before each cup. Yep. Um, I think you do as well. Mm -hmm. They sell whole bean. They sell ground. They'll ship anywhere, I believe, in the world. I know I think one of the owners is in Romania right now just living it up. Oh, wow. He's somewhere. <laughs> you Romania, the Ukraine, somewhere not here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, shout out to them. Mention Sports with BJ. Mention Sports Shift Media. Mention Brood Bets. And there's a discount that comes along with that. And we'd be glad to uh, take orders through our social media platforms as well. JT, what has been your impression so far 
walking into Pale Horse Coffee. I've been in here several times, but this is your first time in Pale Horse. What's your impression? It's just an awesome setup here. Uh, love everything that they're about. Love everything that they do. Um, I'm excited to bring a bunch of coffee back with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I ran out, so I'm going to grab. Uh, if you can see behind us, there is a whole rack of flavors here. I'm, I'm probably going to grab at least yeah. three of those. So uh, I just... I think this place is great. Uh, I'm definitely going to be coming back. I think we we should do a couple more live shows from here uh, anytime we get a chance. Absolutely. And they just did a little remodeling. Uh, so for those of you that are sitting in Pale Horse, you know, those of you that aren't, you won't be able to see. But for JT's visual pleasure, the bar where the coffee was ordered used to actually be right over there where my wife and everyone else that's in the audience is sitting. They just recently switched that over and they believed it opened it up a lot more. And I absolutely believe that it has. Um, so, yeah, we've got some T-shirts for sale. They've got apparel. They just started selling cigars. If you can look over my shoulder right here, they've got a humidifier. They sell their own cigars now. Um, Pale Horse has got a lot of good things going on. So we appreciate them for taking this ride with us. We love that they've believed in us enough to let us come in here in the pouring rain. It was funny. <laughs> There was about, I would say, six people sitting outside in the rain waiting to come in. And the doors were just not opening. Yep. We showed up. We had book bags. We looked like we were here to do some stuff. And we were let in. And Gray was like, they're here for something special. Y'all got to stay outside. And that was the VI treatment, the <laughs> VIP treatment of all VIP treatments. They gave us the coffee on the house. They're just great people. And we love being associated with them and co-branding with them. Maybe somewhere down the line, we'll be able to do some sort of, uh, maybe some sort of collaboration. Maybe a brewed bets blend. I I would love that. Uh, I want to I want to try to do anything we can to help them out. They help us out so much. So a thank you to them, and uh, looking forward to doing much more. Absolutely. So I got to ask you just real quick before we get out of here, if we did do a collaboration and we did have a brewed bets blend. What would be the flavor profile? What would be one flavor you wanted to make sure was in that blend? So the, there are two, two sweeter flavors that are my go-tos for coffee. Anytime I see those, I tend to lean towards them. And it's either maple or caramel. Mm. So those are my two flavors that I, I love going to. Uh, but okay. what, what about you? So I don't think we would have much problem at all coming up with something because I'm similar. Hazelnut and vanilla. Okay. I love in a bean. I love when I see those flavors. Um, I, I go nuts with coffee. Now, when it comes to like wine, no, I don't want any <laughs> vanilla or any mahogany or any oak shards or whatever it is that they do. Um, but when it comes to coffee, if it's got vanilla or hazelnut already in it, I'm all about it. Oh yeah, we we can come up with something. Absolutely. Well, we'll get to work on that, Gray. If you ever go back and listen to this, uh, that was that was officially our meeting. We just had it. You just weren't <laughs> present for it. So, um, JT, close us out, man. Uh, just always remember, this is a gambling show. Uh, bet responsibly, and we'll see you again next Saturday. Absolutely. For JT at JTZ4 for Brandon Johnson as Sports with BJ. Thanks for being with us on Brood Bets, where the bets are strong. Well, I messed that up, but the coffee is strong. I've had a lot of this coffee. I'm really jittery right now, but brood bets where the coffee is strong and the bets are stronger. We'll see y'all next Saturday morning.